Welcome to Paranormal Almanac. With your host, Kurt Sandvig. I'm your host, Kurt Sandvik, and welcome to another live edition of Paranormal Almanac. That is right. It's another bonus quarantine edition. Are we all still quarantined? It feels like it. Even if we're not, it still feels like it. So we're just going to keep on doing it. Keep on keeping on. All right. I had a uh, question by Deborah. How do I call in? Well, you can call in now, 818-732-9399. It's also going by very slowly on the bottom of the screen the other way. There we go. Um, Closed caption spelled my name wrong. Really? What the, how did this, wait, how did closed caption spell my name? My name is Kurt, Kurt with a C. Ah, that's right, I'm your host, Kurt with a C. Stupid closed caption spelling my name wrong. My, my, my voice is kind of shot, I must admit. I was, on the, I was on the phone all day today, literally all day today, through the day job and then some. So please excuse my voice, but you're not here for my voice. You're here for your voice, so you can call in. Oh, it is with a K. Ah, oh, that's a crappy thing. All righty. Hey, howdy. Hi to Jen and, and Libby and Daniel. Hey, howdy. Hi, sir. And we got Jamie, of course, telling me that her closed caption is spelling her, my name wrong. Hey, at least they can do closed caption for what I'm, as fast as I'm talking and the stupid shit that I talk about, at least it, ooh, what if it swears? Shit. Fuck. Damn it. I almost said the C word, but I don't want to do that one. I want to, I'm very curious to see how the uh, closed caption does. Hey, Todd. Hey, howdy. Hi. Ashley's here as well. And Libby, in case I didn't say Libby, there's a whole lot of people here. Hey, Josh. Hey, howdy. Hi. That is right. And Alicia. Alicia. There we go. Alicia is here as well. All righty. So I'll be here for a few minutes right now. I'm going to go cook dinner. I'll be back soon. Hey, that's totally cool. Please call in later if you can. Hey, howdy. Hi to everybody over on Twitch as well. We got a couple people on Twitch. Um, that's always cool. I want more people on Twitch. I like the Twitch channel. The Twitch channel is fun. Stitch is already, literally hasn't made a peep all day. Oh, I'm popping. Hasn't made a peep all day, but as soon as I want to talk, boom. Um, I am getting the Stitch Cam set up. I thought I'd have it set up for tonight, but it is a jumble pile of, of uh, cables. So I have to figure out where that cable goes, plug it in, and we'll have a Stitch Cam for the next live episode. Hey, oh, hey, howdy, hi. Don't do that. Uh, Twitch is another way that you can watch this show. It's twitch.tv slash paranormal almanac. It's a, well, it's virtually identical to the Facebook page. Um, it's just not Facebook. At least I don't think it's owned by Facebook. I hope not. Um, but anyhow, the, uh, there's a bunch of stuff you can do over on Twitch that I really don't know how to do yet, but I, I'm trying. So I'm getting stitch. I'm getting stitch. I'm getting Twitch. Stitch and I are getting the Twitch, uh, slowly, but surely. And just in case you guys are wondering, it's really hot. It's like really hot. I got the fan blowing. Hopefully you guys can't hear that fan too too loud. Um, it is a really hot one today, especially in here, in this tiny, tiny haunted little house. But so if you guys want to call in, it's 818-732-9399. Just to let you guys know about the episode that's coming out this week. It is the Haunted Universities from Around the World episode. My plan was to record it right before this one, but I did not get an opportunity. It's stuff that I had to do and take care of. 
So unfortunately, it's been like that all week. I was going to do it Monday, too much stuff. Tuesday, too much stuff. Wednesday, blah, blah, blah. So tomorrow, <clears throat> no matter what, tomorrow, right after the day job, I'm recording the new episode. I'll get it out ASAP. I really want to get it out quick. I really like this one. And I'm really going international for this one because everybody keeps telling me like, oh, you know, you do like, I don't know, haunted hula hoops from around the world. And then I only talk about hula hoops from, you know, Nebraska. So not this time. I'm going around the world, literally around the world. And uh, and then a bunch from America as well. But I'm starting internationally and then we'll go loop our way around. But there's a lot of really cool haunted universities and haunted schools and haunted colleges, however you want to say it, wherever you are at in the world. There's a bunch of them and a bunch that I hadn't heard of. So I had to do a lot of research to find out just how much is true and how much is crap. And I found out a couple of them I, I could debunk pretty quickly, pretty darn quickly. Hi, Stitch. Holy crap, 89 degrees in Tucson, 85 in Scottsdale. Oof. It's going to be hot. It's, it's, uh, it's getting to that time where... Whether you can hear it or not, there's going to be air conditioning going on in this tiny house because I can't do it without it. Oh, did I miss a call just now? What just happened? Hold on a second. Let me make sure I didn't just miss a call. I would feel bad if I wasn't paying attention. Nope. Nope. We're good. I got to turn that off. There we go. All righty. So the phones are working. That's a good That's a good sign. I think they are anyway. Um, once again, you can call in at any time with your own personal paranormal story. 818-732-9399. Hopefully, um, yes, that's a good question. Ashley asked, once the quarantine crap is done, will I still do shows like this? Yeah, yeah. For as long as you people will call in, I will continue to do these shows. If I don't get any callers, then I won't. Last week, I took the week off because I wanted to give, I wanted to pad it a little bit so everybody could call in on this week instead of, you know, constantly. But yes, as long as I get live callers, I will do these live shows because I like doing them. I really do. I like hanging out with all you guys. It gives me something to do for, you know, a quick hour, having some fun talking crazy paranormal stuff. Um, I've got a debunk episode coming out fairly soon. I've got it almost finished. But while I was doing the debunk episode, I figured I would hold off one of the objects from the debunk episode on, and put it on this one in case nobody called in. So you wouldn't have to hear me just ramble for 20 minutes like the last live episode if you guys were here for that one where I just, uh, you know, rambled incessantly until someone saved me. I don't recall who. Minardo maybe? I don't recall. Russ? But anyhow, someone saved me. I absolutely, I, hey, I live and love these live shows. So they're, they're a lot of fun to do. I really do have a good time with this. I've got another weird shit show planned coming up soon. Um, yeah, so there's going to be another weird shit show if you guys caught the first two. There's a third one coming. More weird shit coming your way. Um, I don't want to spoil any of it. I was going to spoil it, but I'm not going to. Hey, we got a caller. Let's try this. Caller, you are on the air. What? What is going on? Call back. Alicia, call back. I don't know why that... Everything seems right. I'll talk really into the microphone. There was a delay on that one. Yeah, there seemed like there was a, a, a huge delay. Alicia, you're on the air. Hey, sorry about that. My phone decided it wants to be stupid tonight. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, God, I can hear you. But it was like a delay. It was all kinds of weird wonky. But it doesn't. It seems to be fixed now. I like this. Yeah, no, it's good now. I'm like, okay, let me just get out of everything and call. 
Is it because I said your name correctly? Is and your phone was like, nope, nobody says your name correctly. I'm not having this crap. <laughs> you know what? It could be there could be a ghost in my phone. Who knows? <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am good. So 95, huh? 95, yeah, a few days ago. Nope. And like then that. it kind of cooled down, so we're in the high 80s right now. Don't like that either. It's, it's coming. about to go back up. Yeah, the heat's coming. Oh, yeah. Ugh. 111, 115, woohoo. Oh, God. I mean, yeah, I... I it's going to be interesting. I'll put it that way. It's going to be actually, you know what? It's uh, here. I'll give Alicia the, the scoop since she's, she's live on the air. Um, it's going to be really interesting in a month's time because my nephew is going to be staying with me for a full month. He's doing a culinary school internship out here in California. So like the hottest time to oh, actually please. come out here. So if you see a weird looking dude walk past me, in a month's time, if you see one tonight, call the cops. But in a month's time, if you see a weird-looking dude walk past me, <laughs> that's just my nephew. It'll be all right. But uh, anyhow, so I'm hoping yeah. you have something crazy, cool, updated, paranormal to tell us. I do. I know I kind of alluded to you um, earlier after the last phone call. Yeah. But I did talk to my daughter. I love this. And she says she does remember the little girl. The imaginary friend. So your your daughter rem- remembered friend. her imaginary friend. Uh huh. She remembered her imaginary friend. She still described her as she remembered her, which is the same way I described her. Which was like Shirley Temple, right? Yeah. Yeah. So she still remembered what she looked like, which kind of surprised me. I'm really and shocked because she said it, she was really young, right? How young was she? She was five. Yeah. See, that's that's astounding to me that she can remember. In detail, like, oh, yeah, I think I remember having an imaginary friend. But to remember an imaginary friend and then in detail, that is shocking, surprising. I don't know how to word it. She might get it for me because I have a memory from when I was three that blew my parents away that I still remember. Holy crap. Someone asked me the other day, not the other day, it was like a a few months ago, like, what's your first memory? And I had no idea. I was like, I don't know. I think it was this question. I don't like, I had no, I couldn't tell you what my first memory is. I guarantee it wasn't three or five though. That's crazy. Yeah. um, Back in the day, my parents used to frequent this bar that was down the street from the duplex we lived in. And they would take me, back in the day, you could take your kids to the bar. You know, not like now where after 10 o'clock, you'll say you got to take your kids out. Yeah. So I remembered this old man who would sit me up on the counter of the bar and he would go and play Mona Lisa for me by Nat King Cole and he would sing it to me. That's bizarre. And I remember the layout of the bar, the way everything looked. It was dark, you know, the Budweiser little anything at the top, <laughs> everything. This bar no longer exists, by the way. Or maybe it never did. Dun, dun, dun. Wait, hold on. I got to... Nope, that's not it. There we go. That's better. <laughs> so, yeah, so my daughter remembered the girl. Now, described her. Did she, did she remember details or, you know, what did she tell you? She, I asked her if she remembered this imaginary friend when she had about five years old. And she's like, yeah, I remember that. I said, do you remember what she looked like? 
And she thought about it for a little bit. She's like, yeah, it was a little girl about my age at the time. Described the dress, the bow, the hair, the bow, shoes, everything. Really? I said, okay. Do you remember her trying to get you into trouble or anything <laughs> like that? And she says, she was, Mom, I always remember her when she showed up always being around me when I was home. I said, she didn't follow you to school. She goes, no. She was only around all the time when I was home. I said, okay, what else do you remember? She goes, I remember at that time I was throwing a lot of tantrums. I didn't remember it, so I had to sit back and think, because this was 23 years ago, well, 20, almost 20 years ago. I'm like, yeah, you were being a little brat then <laughs> from Johnson. And she goes, yeah, Mom, do you remember that vase that we used to have in that corner by the main bathroom, the guest bathroom? I said, yeah. And she goes, do you remember I broke it? And I said, yeah. I said, but that was the one that your dad fixed because the cat had broke it before. She goes, yeah, that one. I said, yeah, I remember it. She goes, do you remember me breaking it? I said, I remember it getting broke. She goes, yeah, I did it because the little girl told me to. Really? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so that's how it got broke because I don't remember her getting in trouble for it. And she just kind of giggled. She goes, yeah, that was me because the little girl told me to. Like, what the crap? She's just walking and around I, going like, hey, break that vase. Hey, right on the walls. Hey, be it, you know, like, why, what is that about? Yeah, so she was like, yeah, okay. She kept bugging me to do bad things, so I finally did one to shut her up because she kept bugging me. Now, does she and remember what she happened? Me, goes, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, continue. Oh, I was going to say, and then she remembered... She was, and then after that, she was, I remember you telling her to go away. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Did she remember you get telling her to, like, get the F out? Yeah, she did. She said, I remember you telling her to go away, and I remember getting very mad and upset at you for making my friend go away. So... And I said, okay, so after she went away, I said, do you remember anything else? Did you see her again after that? She goes, um, Yeah. And I'm like, where? And I wasn't, you know, I didn't want to say anything, so I'm just letting her remember. That's good. I like this. Yep. She goes, yeah, next door at Sydney's house. She went to Sydney's house. <laughs> so I played with her in secret with Sydney when we would go over there and play in her room. Oh, so she would play outside. with her. So she still played with her just over there. She did. Wow. And she told the little girl. She told me, she goes, yeah, I said, I said, well, why can't you come back? And she goes, because your mom made me leave. I can't come back to your house. Holy and then I crap. had the neighbor, you know, make her go away. And so, the little, you know, you couldn't play with her anymore. That's so weird. Like, I wonder, I wonder if she asked her to come back. I forget, did the, did the imaginary friend have a name? She does not remember if she ever had a name. Because I was going to say, it'd be weird if she could say, like, you know, like, I don't know, Sally Imaginary. Hey, Sally Imaginary, come back. I want to play with you. If she would come back and, you know, be a little girl. Now, you were saying that um, you think, well, it's it's definitely a familial thing. 
um, being able to see things and, and being open to the paranormal. But weren't you saying something mm-hmm. about your your grandkid as well? You have a yes, I did ask her about, about that. And she says that he does tend to, like, she'll be playing with him. And then all of a sudden he'll look, like, over her shoulder staring oh. at something behind her. And he's six months. Yep. Nope. I don't so like that. He's, he, he, yeah, he's seeing stuff, and she's not sensing anything malicious or anything like that. Um, she's thinking it's my ex-mother-in-law. Oh, okay. That's true. I, that's right. I do remember. See her. Yeah. So, and then she did tell me um, that every now and then she'll smell the smell of cigarettes around her. My mom my mom used to smoke. She's a heavy smoker. Yeah. And she says, Yeah, sometimes we'll be at my dad's house and we're hanging out there and, and I'll come in and my dad will be like, Did you just smoke a cigarette? You smell like cigarettes. And my daughter doesn't smoke. And so she's like, No, um, I don't smoke. You know I don't smoke. So you smell like cigarette smoke and then it'll kinda of like go away. Well, that's apparently so my mom's visiting the baby, too. <laughs> that's so weird. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. I love the fact that it's it's continuing on in the family. I'm sure I've told this story on, on, I don't know, either the podcast or the live episodes before, but my mom ran a daycare. When I was growing up, like when I was in, I don't know, junior high and high school, my mom ran a daycare for teachers' kids. So we had a bunch of kids in the house all the time. That's how I knew about Berenstein Bears and stuff like that. But one time um, I was home and my mom was playing with the kids and the kids were like sitting on a couch. And one of the kids looks up at the ceiling and goes, no, no, it's okay. You can come down. No, you can come play with us. And I was like, nope, I'm out. And I went right in my room and closed the door because F everything about that kid. You just noped right out of there. Yeah, no, I was like, yep, that's all I need. Screw that kid. I don't like him. I don't want to play with him. I'm going home. I'm going to my room. But, yeah, so that was – that. I didn't like that. Kids, like I say, kids creepy. Don't don't Kids don't need to be creepy, but yet yet they are. So, I mean, I dig the they fact are, that yeah. they can see paranormal crap, and I'm all – I wish I could see a bunch of dead people, maybe. But, like, still, that's just creepy. Well, if you go by what, you know, people say – you know, when you're on the verge of death, you will see dead people. Yes, yes. They're, they're yeah. coming for you, and they're letting you know, hey, we're here to guide you. Yeah, you know, I find comfort in that. And, then, you know, it shouldn't because it seems scary, but I find comfort in that whole thing of, like, people helping you over to the next phase. Like, I'm all for that. And, I, you know, it better be someone cool for me. It better not be someone I don't like. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that's cool. I like that. Yeah, I, I do, too. And... That happens with my mom. You know, she was very sick, and all of a sudden, she just had all this energy, and she was in a good mood. She could eat. She's like, I want hamburger, and I don't want, like, McDonald's hamburger. I want a good hamburger, and she ate it, and I'm watching her. I'm like, "Ah, okay, your time's coming. And then she would tell me, she's like, yeah, I I was talking with your grandma, and I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) Oof. Um, but you I'm know what, though? That's kind of cool. Yeah, exactly. And you can ask questions. You could say, like, oh, well, tell me about her and, you know, what's she up to? Or, have, or you know, maybe she can answer some questions about the other side. Well, you know, there's a lot I want to know. So, like, any chance for the that, I always want to ask questions. Yeah, and the funny thing is is that she couldn't. 
she tried, and then it was like, all of a sudden, she didn't know what she was talking about anymore. Oh, really? Oh, so she actually did yeah. try to get some answers on, you know, what's she coming up. She did try. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, so you saw grandma? She goes, yeah. And I said, well, what did she say to you? She goes, oh, she said, did she get quiet? And really? I'm like, what did she say? She goes, who? Grandma. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm like, oh, never mind. No so, kidding. So there's there's maybe for whatever. Yeah, there's some rule or something that that blocks it. That's neat. I like that. I like hearing that. That's weird. Yeah. So she she couldn't tell me, and then she didn't know like what what are you talking about? You're crazy. Why would I be talking to your grandma? She's been you know gone for X amount of years. That's so neat though. Like honestly, like that is cool. Like to. At least, you know, you tried. Because that's exactly what I tell everybody. I'm like, hey, you got them there. Ask some questions. You know, you got a kid with an imaginary friend. Ask some questions. Like, let's find out the answers if they're willing to talk. So, at least you tried. I give you serious credit for that. I tried. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like <laughs> that was it. the one time I was, like, in a position to think about, like, okay, well, hmm, what can I learn? No, no. That, hey, that's the and way to do it. Nothing. I give you credit. That's the way to do it. So you were saying, uh, the last time we talked, you were saying you had a bunch of paranormal stories. Do you have another one for us, or do you want to save that for another call? Um, no, I can tell you another one. Um, there was a, the time, like, I was in that other house, like I had said, you know, a lot of stuff happened over there. The biggest two were the imaginary friend and the shadow teenager. Uh, there was one night that we were home and we're getting ready to go to bed. House is quiet. I, my ex-husband wasn't home. He was out with his guy friend. My son was in his room. He had already gone to bed. I'm putting me and my daughter to bed. She was sleeping with me in my room because we were going through that separation, divorce thing. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. And I could feel something in the house. And she could, too. She's like, Mom, it feels like somebody's here. And she was a couple years older. I don't know, maybe a few years older. She's probably maybe like 11, 12 at the time. And I said, yeah, I feel it, too. I said, just ignore it. Let's go to sleep. I said, it's not going to hurt us. I said, you can feel that, right? She goes, yeah, I just, it feels like somebody's here. I'm like, yeah. But you could, you could feel it, though, really. Yeah, we could feel that there was something in the house. What did it feel like? And just like somebody was there, but you couldn't see them. They they wanted us to know that they were there. And so when we ignored whatever spirit happened to drop by the house for a visit, we ignored it. We would go to go to bed and we're laying there. And her and I watched a little bit of Ghost Hunters at the time, and then we went to bed. And as we're going to sleep, you hear a kitchen cabinet kind of like opening, but not completely. Like if a cat was trying to get in it, they try and open it when there's no handles, and you hear that little thunk, thunk noise where it's opening but hitting not very far. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, what the heck is that? So I get up, and I go and check, and 
There was nothing. All the cabinets were closed. The cat was in our room. So it wasn't her. I'm like, okay, well, that was just bizarre. So I go back to the room and I think nothing of it. And the next thing I know, I hear like a, a, a brush on my counter, like hitting the wall and falling to the floor. I'm like, what the heck? And my daughter's like, Mom, what was that? And I said, I think it was the brush falling off the counter. I said, it must have, you know, I had it on the edge. <laughs> I like how you're like, no, no, that out. was me. No, it's fine. No, everything's good. And, yeah, it's fine. I just left it on the edge. Probably fell. And when it did that, the cat jerked up because she slept on the corner of the bed. She always sleeps on the corner of my bed. And she, like, jumped up and is staring because our, our eyes are adjusted to the dark at this point. And she's staring towards the bathroom. I'm like, ah, crap. <laughs> it's in there. So I get up and I go and I pick up the brush and I put it on the counter where it's not going to fall off. Go back to bed about five minutes later, it shoots off the counter, hits the wall, and runs on the floor. Of course, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, you want to make sure we know you're here, you want attention, you know. My, my daughter's like, mom, I'm like, it's fine. I said, it just wants us to know it's here because we ignored it. I'm going to send it away. Okay. So I get up and I put the brush back and I'm like, stop. We're trying to sleep. Leave us alone. Don't bother anybody in the house. We're trying to go to sleep. Yep. And it got quiet for the night. Nothing else happened. Next day, I can still feel it there. So does she. And she's like, Mom, it's still here. And I said, yeah, I didn't chase it away. I told it to leave us alone for the night. So we're sitting in my room watching TV, and all of a sudden, there's no AC on, no breeze outside, windows were closed, no heater, nothing on, because it was nice. And on the blinds in my window, because I had the curtains drawn back, the little thingy to open the blinds. Yeah. Start swinging in little circles. Oof. <laughs> Man, okay, something so really wanted to get your attention. Holy crap. It wanted, yeah, it wanted our attention. My husband wasn't giving it because he's just like, I don't believe in all that, blah, blah, blah. Okay, all this stuff is happening. You've seen it, but okay, whatever. You know, you can deny it if it makes you feel better. I don't care. Yeah. And so I straighten it and I stop it, and of course it starts swinging, you know, back and forth because there's still a little momentum there. And it stops. And I'm like, okay. And then it starts to do little circles again. And instead of it just being the one, both of the windows on either side of my bed are doing it. Little circles. Uh, right. Oh, wait, so they both started up. It was just one initially, and then they both started doing it tiny was circles? one initially... Yeah, so it was one initially, and it was the one closest to me at the time. And then when I stopped it, and it stopped, then the ghost was like, okay, you're going to be like this, 
I'm just going to do both of them. Yeah, exactly. Let's keep on stepping up until you guys respond to me yeah. and pay attention to me. Yeah. And that's exactly what I did. I'm like, okay, you know what? You're irritating me now. You're not allowed to be here. You can't stay here. Get the hell out. <laughs> so I did the whole thing like I did with the little girl. And did and it, it listen? Yeah, it, it listened. It stopped. Really? Oh, wow. So, there, man, you have a way with these things. They actually pay attention to you. So why do you think so that these far. things listen to you? <laughs> to be honest, I don't know. I don't know if it's because I was just raised so open to it and they sense that I'm not afraid but as I mean, long as they're not there to do harm. I know a lot of people, though, that are, like, very open to the paranormal, but they don't get, you know, nothing listens to them. So that is interesting, though. Like, you've got, you've seemed to have, and knock on wood, it continues, you seem to have a way of telling these things what to do, and they go, oh, shit, oh, oh all right, we'll, we'll do it. You know, Alicia's getting <laughs> mad at us. Let's listen. The only other thing I can think of is the fact that I'm half Native American. Oh, inter that is and interesting. I wonder if that is have some does have something to do with it. Now you want to make me see. Every time I talk to you, I want to do some homework. Last time it was about imaginary friends. <laughs> I started on that episode. It's going to be a while, but um, hopefully. Oh, not. I can't wait. But um, I wonder if there is something to Native Americans controlling the paranormal better than you know us evil white people. <laughs> I honestly, I don't know, and. My dad was a foster child in the system, so we don't even know what tribe we're from. Oh, and no he's way. he's full-blooded Native American. Oh, that sucks so, that you, have no, you don't have the, the tribe, though. That sucks. Yeah, we don't, we don't have the tribal things. Um, we don't know what tribe we're from. Um, there was a point where they tried to contact him about some land he had somewhere on a reservation, and he wanted nothing to do with it because he was mad at being given up, and he just let everything go. He wanted nothing to do with it. Oh, that's too bad. Like, I mean, hey, look, and it's all course, personal preference, but, like, that's, you know, that's too bad. Well, yeah. And, of course, now, you know, he's kicking himself because it's like, oh, you could have had college scholarships. You guys could have had this. Oh, <laughs> you guys yeah. could have had that. Oh, definitely, yeah. And so now, you know, he regrets it, but at the time, you know, he wanted nothing to do with it. And my brother and I don't hold it against him. No, no, no. You know, like That's you good. said, personal preferences. You know, yeah, I'd be upset, too. <laughs> See, that's that, but that's good though. Like, but that is interesting. Like I said, you've given me homework for this week. Now I want to find out if there's any any correlation to the paranormal listening to Native Americans more than they listen to anybody else. So that's interesting. I like this. Yeah, there maybe that might be a possibility. I don't know. And then I actually, um, I had kind of talked to my dad about stuff. I talked to him a little while ago, and I asked him, because he had moved in with me at one point, I said, do you remember anything that went on in the old house, you know, when you were living with me? He goes, yeah, I remember warning, rewarning me. Stuff happens in this house, just FYI, you're warned. You know, cabinets kind of like open, like the cat's getting in them, but the cat's locked up in the room with me. Just weird stuff. And he didn't believe me. Oh, really? Yeah, he didn't believe me until it happened. So, but I'll leave that story for another time. I love it. No, I love the. I, hey, I love the cliffhangers. I know that the next time you call, I've got a very cool story in mind, in, in, ready for me. So that's awesome. 
Yeah, I I had a lot of stuff happen in the house that was built from the ground up in an orchard. Ah, <laughs> so. see, that's a good that's a good teaser. I like that. All right, we'll save that one for the next one. Thank you so much for calling and being the first caller and kind of breaking the ice. It's always the big, the hardest one is the first caller, so I appreciate it. No problem, and thanks for doing this because, you know, it keeps a lot of us sane. Hey. You know, it's something to look forward to. It's like, oh, it's Saturday. Chris going to be on. Yay! Thank you. <laughs> oh, I love that. See, thank you. That's what it does for me. It makes me go, oh, like, oh, I get to hang out with all these cool people that I love. So I love it. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank all right. How cool is Alicia? Like, seriously, that's cool. I really like the fact that she's got more stories but she's like, nope, just going to tease. Just give you a little bit. You got to come back for more. That's that's like professional radio crap that I absolutely love. Uh, Daniel. Daniel's got a video of a little kid running in the cemetery at night. I definitely want to see that. Oh, no way. David's saying uh, Sean's birthday's tomorrow. Well, yeah, that would make sense because Sean's birthday was at the start of when we actually started doing these and uh, even sang. I'm not singing again. But happy early birthday to Sean. I uh, hope you guys are having fun uh, tomorrow. Hope you guys get to do anything. And then Veronica says, the more stories I hear about imaginary friends, the more I think they might be sometimes uh, guardian angels, especially since kids tend to see less and less of them as they get older. Angels might have to be there less and less as the child grows into adulthood. Yeah, I mean, it makes it makes as much sense as anything that I can figure out why kids see way more stuff than we ever see. Um, but if they are imaginary friends, especially this one, if they're imaginary friends, our guardian angels, I should say, if they're guardian angels, this guardian angel's a dick. He's telling he's telling Alicia's kid to break stuff all the time. That's not cool. Crazy guardian angel. Um, all righty. There was someone that was going to call in or asked how to call in earlier. So I want to make sure that I, who was it? Not Jin, but hey, howdy, hi. Uh, Deborah, Deborah, if you want to call in, now's the time to do it. 818-732-9399. Come on, call in. It's just me. It's easy to do. I'm easy to talk to, I swear. Guardian poltergeists. Yeah, no, that's, uh, stupid guardian angels being all weird poltergeisty imaginary friends dressing up like Shirley Temples. Um, yeah, I like that. But I do like it. I like the, you know, the more I look into imaginary friends for this episode that I'm starting up, that I'm working on, uh, the more I am afraid of kids. Because there's a lot of weird imaginary friend stories out there. Obviously, I'm not going to be able to prove any of these or disprove, for that matter, debunk. But there's a lot of crazy, cool, weird-ass uh, imaginary friend stories coming up. Uh, let's see. Well, I was going to ask him to check on something. I don't remember who it was I was going to ask. Um, I don't recall, but it's okay. In the meantime, like I was saying earlier, there's a debunk episode that I've been working on. And there was one, one thing in the debunk episode that is very like show and tell. So I was like, well, you know, instead of, you know, doing it as a regular episode, I might as well just show and tell you guys. So let me, uh, let me share my screens here so you guys can see it. If you do want to call in, you can call in while I'm doing this. It's not a problem. I can, I can go back to it. Boom. And there we go. Alrighty, so there's a thing called the Roswell Rock, and I was going to do a whole episode on, um, not a whole episode on this, but a big part of the episode on the Roswell Rock. Now, it looks like this. Let me actually go up to the main share screen so you guys can see it in big letters. Alrighty, so it looks like this. This rock right here. It's a black stone that was supposedly found in, on the Roswell Ranch in um, 2004, and it has... Um, 
a marking on the stone that cannot be made by man. Experts said it is impossible. They could not determine how it was carved. I'm going to tell you right now, it's, it's debunked. It was part of the debunk episode, so don't get too excited. But um, they were saying that, you know, there's no possible way it can be carved by man, and it has special properties, which I'll talk about in a second. But somebody very quickly uh, actually figured out that it matches a crop circle from England. And they were like, ooh, that's more proof that... That, uh, what is it, 1996 crop circle? Is that what it said? Yeah, 1996 crop circle. And there was like, oh, that's even more proof that this rock found in a Roswell ranch in New Mexico in 2004 was part of the Roswell crash. It's part of a UFO. And that's when they noticed, dun, 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 that, where's the photo? There you go. That the rock would actually spin under a magnet. That this actual rock could spin, and depending on where you place the magnet would determine the way that this rock would spin. So again, all the experts are saying, well, rocks just don't do that. There is no possible way. It's got to be extraterrestrial. It's got to be aliens. You know, it's aliens, that kind of, you know, Giorgio Tsoukalos kind of crap. So this guy, the reason I'm bringing it up here is this guy was like, eh, I'm going to try and make one. So he got a rock. And he made this design. Sorry for everybody listening to this as a podcast. It is a complex design on a stone. And the, the Roswell Rock um, crop circle design, it's like a yin-yang kind of a design on a stone. It's a very smooth black stone with a raised spot that experts, quote-unquote, said that they could not be made. So this guy made it and goes, boom, here you go. I, I sandblasted a stone, and this is what you end up with. And everybody on the chat rooms were like, well, that's not really the same thing. It doesn't really look like the correct rock. So he made this one, which is a very yin-yang stone. And again, they were like, no, you can't. It's not the same thing. There's no, it's not, it's not even close. So he's like, fine. And he made the Roswell rock. So the original Roswell rock, for those watching at home, is on the left. His rock is on the right. And I got to say, that looks pretty damn good. It looks almost identical. So, of course, the skeptics and experts said, but it's not magnetic. And he went, all right, so let me start working on figuring that part out of it. So he figured out there's a bunch of stones that are magnetic. So he made another one with one of these other kinds of stones. And they were like, yeah, but it doesn't really do it, blah, blah, blah. And that's when they figured out... That's when they figured out that it was a stone called the Lodestone, which is a natural stone, and when you put a magnet over it, as you guys are watching at home, it spins. It looks and acts exactly like the Roswell rock did. Depending on where you put the magnet, it spins it in the other direction. So now all the skeptics and everybody on the chat room were like, oh, okay, well, maybe you can do it. And he started really messing with other rocks, and he perfected it to the point, well, I can't find the photo. He perfected it to the point where he made an exact duplicate replica of the Roswell Rock. And I was like, well, that's actually really cool. And honestly, I was going to debunk it anyway. I want one too. There's actually a thing on there saying, everybody was like, hey, when can I buy one? And he's like, well, I'm not selling them yet. If I do, I'll let everybody know. So yeah, if I find out that he's selling them, I want one too. And don't worry, I will... We'll all get Roswell rocks, but uh, but I thought it was really neat and a really cool way for someone to just debunk something. Instead of just trying to say there's no possible way it could be true, he was like, well, screw that. There's totally a possible way, and I'm going to try it. And he had no skills whatsoever on how to, you know, 
carve a rock and make it look like there's no carving stones. So that's just a quick story about debunking stuff. Sometimes I don't need to be the one to debunk it. If someone's already debunked it for me, I'll just use their work if I can verify their work. And this guy had videos and everything else. So, yeah, if you hear about the Roswell Rock, there's a lot of websites, a ton of websites that say the Roswell Rock is real and there's no possible way that man can make it. Well, as you guys just saw and heard, bullshit. Debunked completely and yet these websites don't take it down. He actually contacted a bunch of websites going, I made one, and they still have it up because it's it's clickbait, really. I mean, there's something, you hear the word Roswell Rock and this thing's magnetic and it's got a carving of a uh, crop circle. You get way more hits than saying, sorry, that's bullshit, and this guy was, you know, caught. But, um, hey, howdy, hi, back to Jeff, and uh, Josh is back. Hey, and Keith is here as well. Kara says, my, my sister caught a possible ghost on the screen in her Tesla. Ooh, oh, I like these. I was actually going to put one of those up on the Weird Shit Show. I'm glad that you said that because I want to add that to the Weird Shit Show. Um, someone remind me if I forget to do it. But uh, there is a, a thing on the Tesla which will show a human on the actual screen. So it's like if it's low light or fog or whatever, it's, it's safe. So you can actually see a person. Well, a lot of people have been noticing that a ghost will pop up. A little person will pop up and then disappear. You look around and be like, there's no person there. What the hell? So people, so Tesla owners, richer uh, ghost hunters than I, uh, have Teslas. They're going to cemeteries, and they're actually doing that. And they're videotaping it, usually on TikTok. Um, they're videotaping the Tesla ghost effect. And if I find out, if we all find out that that's true, that Tesla has made some way to detect a ghost, I mean, I already want a Tesla car anyway, but that's fucking cool. That is cool as hell. Crazy cool. Um, so Kara says, my sister said she caught a possible ghost on the screen in her Tesla. It only ever happens on the one street she was on. I don't know if it was a ghost or a glitch in the car. And I've definitely heard stories like that from other Tesla people. I think even some ghost hunt with their car. I have the pics I can post, definitely post them in the Facebook group. I love those kinds of stupid, fun, stupid stuff. I, and like I say, if it is the case, then you guys have to buy me a Tesla because I really want to drive around in a Tesla hunting ghosts. That just sounds cool as hell. I'll put Ghostbusters logos on the side, get a white one. It'll be great. So does Jeff says, so does anyone remember having an imaginary friend? If so, do they remember actually seeing their friend? It's always a friend had one, but if people remember having one, why don't people remember seeing them? Do we just forget or is it self-protection? Well, actually, like I say, doing the research for this imaginary friend episode that I'm doing... There's a lot of people that remember exactly what their imaginary friend looked like or named and, you know, what they made them do or asked of them. And it's some weird shit, man. Totally weird, crazy, cool stuff. Keith said, have you guys heard of GhostTube or GhostTube SLS? It's an app for smartphones that does the same thing as a Tesla camera. Really? I haven't, but I'm going to download it as soon as I get off of here. Oh, crap. Did I freeze up? Hello? Hello. I'll just keep waving until you guys can see me again. Uh-oh. We might have had technical difficulties. Apparently, I am frozen on the screen. Hey, uh, Twitch people, am I frozen on Twitch? Kara, am I frozen on Twitch? Hopefully, I'm not. If I'm, I'm good. All right, we're back. We're back. All right. Uh, you had to leave and come back to unfreeze. All right, sweet. Oh, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Everybody on Twitch that's saying I'm fine. 
Um, so yeah, apparently GhostTube SLS is an app for smartphones. Well, I need to get this app because I want to play with it. And I hopefully, I guess, Keith, since Keith's talking about it, hopefully you can record it too. So um, Keith, have you used it? If you have used it, can you record so I can actually play back the videos of the ghosts that I see in this house, which I'm assuming will be plentiful? Um, that's cool. That's way cool. No, Josh, you did not miss a stitch break. There has not been a stitch break yet. Actually, we're getting close to a stitch break time. Oh, God, I don't have I don't have a video ready, though. Well, all right, so we're not going to do that stitch pee break. So in the meantime, let's do this stitch pee break. Hold on one second. We're going to try something else. Oh, technology. You got to love it, everybody. When something breaks, it goes wrong big time. We'll be right back. That is enough of that. So that was My Parrot Sings Creep by Radiohead by Chloe Alexander and her parrot, which I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but that's okay. Tonight's Stitch Pee Break is brought to you by Miller Lite. Not quite water, not quite beer, but boy, is it refreshing. Is it? Oh, no, I don't like that. Um, so there you go. I took like 15 tries to find a video that would actually play, but we succeeded. All righty, so we are back it is time for another caller. I'm saying this as if I have any indication that another person's going to call. So hopefully it is time for another caller. That's right. 818-732-9399. Call in now. If you guys want to keep these live shows going, I'm going to need callers because it's a whole point of like a call-in show is you have to have a caller. Um, so anybody that's got anything paranormal that's watching it right now, now is the time to call in. Uh, let's see. In the meantime, oh, Keith says he actually tested that. Um, he tested the app on his girlfriend, and it actually works. I don't know what that means. Just, there was a ghost on your girlfriend, dude. That's not cool. Hopefully, you made the ghost get off your girlfriend. No, nothing. Nobody's calling in. All righty. Well, then you know what happens once we hit the hour mark. The calls stop. It, uh, I'll start doing the ramble, and the ramble leads to a wrap-up. So, if you guys don't want the show to end, now is the time to call in. Veronica says, Alexandra, I can't call in right now, but you should call in and tell those stories about Jude and Layla, or Leela. Yeah, I don't know what that means, but yeah, yeah, you should. Please call in. Um, in the meantime, what day works best for you guys that are watching now? Are Thursday nights better or are Saturdays better? Because that was one thing I wanted to ask earlier and I completely forgot. I want to make sure that I get enough people calling calling in. So whatever night um, would work better or evening, I want to do it. Hey, thank you for saving me. Caller, you're on the air. Hi, it's Alexandra. Howdy, hi. How's it going? Not bad. Uh, not bad at all. You know, there's something that I meant to call about earlier, but I wasn't sure. So I know the one kind of topic you don't like talking about is the same as the one topic I don't like, and that's demon stuff. Oh, yeah, I don't like that. Uh, yeah. Demon stuff and little kid things, not a fan of either. But the demon thing I really don't like. And I know you're also definitely not a fan of Zach. Baggins and Ghost Adventures. <laughs> so that's one hey, of the reasons I thought about not calling you about. And I understand, believe me. Uh, but 
my sisters and I were talking about this, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to call in. So um, do you, I don't know if you ever watched his quote-unquote documentary, Demon House. I did, yes. That's um, one of the ones I have actually watched of his, yeah. Okay. So I just want to give you a little inside scoop on that, because that's actually uh, the church that my family goes to is the church that Father Maginot, I always say it wrong because the guy in there, does it wrong? Yeah. Uh, but they go to to that church. He actually is the person who did my sister's wedding. He what? baptized her son. What? Uh, her son actually, one of her sons, unfortunately, died recently, and he did the funeral. Uh, we know him very, our family knows him very well. And uh, so I just kind of wanted to call in with uh, some a little bit of inside information. Um, if you haven't seen Demon House, the people that are out there listening, this might not mean a ton to you, but long story short, there's this house, there was this house in Gary, Indiana that um, this family lived in, and there were children that lived there, and the children started acting really weird, ended yeah. up going to the hospital yep. because they were, uh, they had symptoms that might sound like, you know, they were possessed, if you believe in that sort of thing. And, and they did really the creepy crap. Regular old people, social worker. Yeah, I was just going to say doctors. that. They did creepy crap in the hospital right in front of the social workers. Like a kid went backwards. He was holding the social worker's the hand. He climbed the wall backwards and then did like a full like whoop right back around. I did an episode about this a long time ago, this demon house. I did an episode about it a long time ago. And it was crazy you know how what? little I think stuff. I might have remembered you. Yeah. I, and I, I vaguely remember you talking about it, but I couldn't remember if you'd seen it or not. And again, like, so I get it. And as you watch it, you know, Zach Baggins is just a real, he has a style that unfortunately kind of discredits him. Yes. So I guess I wanted to talk about it from the perspective of the priest who's in it, who is, I mean, and I know priests have a bad reputation. Um, no, no, no. I know that and I understand <laughs> it. But this is one of the best men that has ever lived, one of the kindest, most compassionate men that ever lived. And I frankly do not believe that he would have participated in this and helped perpetuate a lie. See, so this is very he cool. I love himself. the fact that you have like an eyewitness kind of level or, or, you know, one step removed from this story. Because like I was just going to say is that when I researched that episode, it was crazy to me how, how little I could debunk like, there really was, the only stuff that I could debunk was the stuff that Zach Baggins did in the house, but the actual story itself oh, and sure. the father right. and the priest, I couldn't debunk any of that stuff. So you're, you're, you're vouching well, for, the, I, for the priest then. I actually have more information that's not in the documentary because his niece worked for me in one of my jobs with Adult Protective Services in Illinois. She worked for me, and we still are friends to this day, uh, she told me some other stuff that's not in the movie. Um, in the movie, they show that Father Maginot has that accident on his on his bike. Yes. What they don't talk about is he also, since that happened, suffered uh, severe neurological damage out of nowhere. He walks now with a permanent limp. He will sometimes he he'll his leg will collapse under him. This is a man that's very active, has always been healthy, and then ever since this he got involved with this his health has begun to fail. And again, could it be coincidence? Of course. 
but it was very sudden, a very sudden onset. Yeah, and it happened at the time. Yeah, and it happened when it was doing the stuff at the house, too. So it wasn't like, you know, well, of course, it's been, I don't know, whatever, it's been 15 years since the house had that activity or whatever. Yeah, yeah, he's gotten older. No, no, Mm -hmm. and he started having all this weird stuff happen to him at that time when he was a fairly young guy, right? Yes, and he he said, you know, what happened to Zach uh, is real. His eyesight is permanently damaged. Uh, it was fine before that, and he really does have to wear glasses now because he sees things like with a prism around them. It's not correctable by surgery except, you know, risk his, I don't know if it risk his life or just risk total blindness, but that is, that happened during the time. Um, and, and weirdly enough, the you know, Father Maginot vouches for Zach. No, I'm sure he can't vouch for everything Zach did. Sure. But he, there were some Zach, things that they encountered. Zach started to get choked when Go he ahead. was there, right? Um, You know, it's hard to say because my sisters and I, even though we do actually enjoy watching Ghost Adventures, we sure. enjoy it with for the entertainment value because he's very dramatic. But because we know him very, like not know him, but have watched him so much, it was interesting because there's some stuff in the documentary where it's like, okay, that's him being pretend, yes. and that's him looking legitimately scared. Yeah, um, no, I completely agree. Like there the was whole... there was a spot in the yeah. basement, was it, when all of a sudden you get like real angry yeah. and, and aggro, and I'm like, okay, calm down. But then there was other spots where I was like, right. oh, he got spooked there. He definitely got spooked. Yeah, like in the hotel where the guy on his crew started acting weird. Like he was legitimately scared because yeah. he was – acting afraid and backing away and hiding behind everybody else. Not his normal bravado that he he puts on. Yeah. Um and and uh and, and I will say this too, Father Maginot only agreed to do the documentary if it would be done like as honestly as possible and if it could, you know, talk about the the light and darkness, good and evil, God versus Satan aspect of it and not sensationalize things because his worry is uh he doesn't want people to dabble with something that is potentially very dangerous. Sure. Yeah. Um, he wanted to more shed a light on the reality of the things that are going on in the world. Something else that happened to Father Maginot after this happened, Father Maginot, is, he's, he loves nature, um, big outdoor guy, and he has a koi pond at the church uh, that had tons of koi fish in it. And shortly after this documentary, they all died out of nowhere. Really? Yeah, and then he, again, things happen. But no, all sure, of these but but still, odd coincidences, though. Yeah. So you were saying that you had um, stuff to you knew stuff that wasn't in the documentary. Was it just the koi pond, or was it other things as well? The koi pond, his his also the neurological things that happen to him. The fact that he has a permanent limp now. Uh, he is not the man that you see in the documentary anymore. It wow. like completely aged him and and caused this. He, I mean, if you see him today, and honestly, there's a little part of me that wonders if he might be a guest on your show because oh. he's he's a very intelligent man. He's a very honest person. Um, he'll answer any questions and he'll tell you if he doesn't know the answer. He's very honest about that stuff. I would and I love think you'd to enjoy talk to talking him. about. Yeah. I know people got up in arms the last time anything religious was on your show. But, Screw that crap. Um, I want to talk to him. I think this would be good. Yeah, I would love to talk to him. <laughs> I, you know, I, I wonder if he would be up for it. I think he might. Again, I think he'd want to make sure that nothing was sensationalized, but I think that's what he would like about talking to you because you're very, like, 
you know, black and white, let's talk about the truth and, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I just want to um, know, and I love the fact that you vouch for him, because I was really curious about him when I heard the story and then when I saw the Zach Baggins thing. Like, I was really curious how on the, on the take he was, if they were just, you know, like, because there's a lot of times where um, if, you, if you do reality show, there's a lot of times where they'll say to someone, um, so you were afraid of the demon? Could you say that? And the person will be like, yeah. And they're like, no, no, could you actually say those words? And then the person will be like, I was afraid of the demon. And then they'll use that. They'll just cut that little piece out. And that's that's their little hot right. bite for that. And it's just, it's so hard to tell with reality show how much is actually, how much they're being coached or if they're just, you know, like in it for the money and they're just willing to say whatever. Well, so I love the fact that you said that about And him. that reminds me, that reminds me, I'm pretty sure part of his agreement, and I'd have to ask my mom to be sure, because he ended up talking to, you know, my mom and, and people about it, is he said that he would have to approve the final version of it before oh, see, it was aired as part of because he didn't that. want there to be anything fake. So this other, I was going to tell you this, this is more funny, and everyone skip ahead if you don't want anything spoiled in the documentary, but uh, <laughs> there's, of course, that part in the documentary where the family that comes and visits him um, and then the one of the girls attempts suicide, one of the daughters. Do you remember that part of yeah. the movie? Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. They come to the church, which is, you know, my family's church, and he does a, I don't think it's an exorcism, but he, it, it, he prays over them. Um, and the girl starts acting weird. And so when I'm sitting, I'm standing up at my sister's wedding and in Catholic weddings, uh, you're not really standing up. You're you're sitting in the pew yeah, while yeah, they're yeah. you know going through the, the, the sacrament. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I am sitting in the pew where that one girl had a demon cast <laughs> on her. This is the weirdest thing ever. See? So uh, it's just yeah, it's a it's an interesting thing. There's and there's more stuff that my friend had told me, and I wish I remembered all of it now. But um, she, he was very involved with that family. Uh, trying to help them because he was the one who um, performed the exorcism. Um, and there's, and it's also very difficult if people, I don't know, again, if people know this about the Catholic church, but a Catholic priest, there's only a few of them that are able to do exorcism. Yeah, that's true. And, and again, I want everyone to know that I am not Catholic. So this is coming from someone who isn't like trying to defend everything Catholic. I just really believe this guy, but um there's only a few that can, and it's actually, you have to get permission from the bishop, who yeah. supposed, I think is technically supposed to get permission from the Pope. And so a lot of times they don't even say yes. They have to see a lot of evidence to even allow a priest to do an exorcism. But there was so much evidence with this that it was granted. And so it, it's actually kind of a big deal that this was allowed to happen. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it wasn't until the past... I'll say past five years that they've really kind of loosened up and trained more people on exorcism, which probably is not a right. good thing. If the Catholic Church is training right. a bunch of people up on exorcism, I don't I don't like that fact. I would prefer them to say, hey, guess what? No, no more demons, no more exorcisms. We're all good here. Like, that would be the way I'd prefer it. Yeah, and I, you know, I think a lot of stuff people are like, oh, it's the devil, when really it's, no, this is a, hor there's a lot of horrible people in the world. Let's not give the devil credit for the fact that there's terrible people in the world. Yep. There's just terrible people, not everything is satanic. Uh, but this, and, and there's a lot of, obviously, things that are misconceptions about even people who worship Satan, all that stuff. We all know about all that fake stuff that's involved. Yeah. But this is something that, again, 
I mean, I will say I believe everything about that demon house because I believe this man, this priest, See, and, and again, like my, my whole family. I really do like that. And it's another thing is that they didn't, the family didn't get rich over this story. They didn't get rich selling the house. So it wasn't like they got like in over their heads when they, you know, start, they took a mortgage on in a house and then got in over their heads and then made up this story so they could get out from under it. It really didn't benefit the family all that much from everything I could find. So the, you know, besides that, it's a, just a really crazy story. They didn't really get much out of it. You know what? I mean, there's stuff they could have done to gain notoriety. Like I know Zach even says in the documentary, like somebody bought the movie rights and so oh, maybe that right. was why the family would talk to him. But then like, again, like, this is this is Zach Baggins. I mean, if you're looking at the paranormal world, he's one of the names people, a good number of people would recognize. So if you want attention, if you want notoriety, if you want to sell your story, talking to him is going to get you closer than, you know, talking to a lot of other people. That's and true. yet she yeah. still didn't. Yeah. Uh, the family that came and visited the house, there is an authenticity there, you know, and, and again, because I know that area and I know that culture, that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't authentic, like that woman wanting to come inside and yeah. with her kids. Like there was just something very real and authentic about that. Um, and they've since torn no, down the house. Did that. they Did they put anything up? Yeah. Oh, you were just about to say you have never gone to it. I was going to ask you if they put anything there yet. No, I, I refuse to. I have no interest because <laughs> I don't like that stuff at all. The only reason I watched Demon House was, A, because I thought it would be a real laugh to watch Jack Baggins, but also because... I, I kind of trusted the reality of it. I felt a little bit protected, if that makes sense, because I didn't think Father Maginot would be involved in anything that was going to make me feel creepy later. I mean, sure. I was creeped out by it. My sisters and I actually, on Easter of all days, we watched it together because I was like, let's watch it again. Um, and so it was, there was stuff I caught this time that I didn't catch the other times, and, and it just kind of cemented in my head. There's a lot of stuff about this that, it's authentic as opposed to some of the other stuff you might see in a ghost adventures episode. Oh no, definitely. Like I said, like I was impressed been when I did the episode, I, I hadn't watched, I don't think I had watched it yet. If I remember correctly, I hadn't watched it yet. I watched it after the episode. And like I said, when I was, re, you know, doing the episode, I couldn't find, I couldn't debunk it real quick. I mean, that was just the end of it. I just couldn't debunk it. Um, Oh, all right. Perfect. So, the, the lot is still there. It's 3860 Carolina Street, Gary, Indiana. So here's what I need you to do. I need you to drive over there tonight at midnight by yourself and sit Not on the empty lot. Not going to happen ever in a million, billion years. <laughs> no, never. Uh-uh. All right. I just thought I'd ask. I just, I well, but do to, it for the show. You I know, not just for work. you. Do it for Paranormal Almanac, you know? <laughs> I love the show. I love the people. I can't do it. Uh, but I will tell you this. I used to... Uh, for a very short time I worked in Gary, I used to have to go into the houses of people in that very neighborhood. The really? neighborhood is, is very dangerous. The The neighborhood is, is it, a dangerous neighborhood it anyway. It really looked like it. Not yeah. all of Gary is, is, is terrifying, but th that section is pretty bad. And uh, I, I think there's a lot of reason to stay out of the neighborhood, even if it isn't paranormal. And I think, uh, when you have a lot of bad stuff going on in an area, like a lot of shootings, a lot of 
just a negative activity in general. I don't know. I just think it opens it up for worse things to happen. Oh, no, definitely. Um, it definitely they does. They never really uncovered, because they never really uncovered, like, I know they found that weird stuff in the basement, in the basement but they never yeah. really uncovered what could have, what could this have been? What's the backstory? It was I definitely someone was messing around like, with something. It, someone was messing around with something. And, yeah, and, it, and it, that's it, again, like. They opened a portal or something, yeah. Exactly. And it's just another reason, like, don't open your, I, I personally am not interested in opening my heart up. When I was a kid, you know, we did Ouija boards all the time. And sure. Yeah. I can't believe I was so cavalier about it. That's probably why I'm haunted all the time now. <laughs> but I just, you know, now that I'm older and I'm thinking things clearly, like, why mess with it? Even if it's not real, why even open the possibility, hey. the door possibility that it could be real? I get a lot I, of people. I, I would never. A lot of people message me or email me saying, like, you're opening yourself up for, I'm like, fuck that noise. I'm not. I'm just talking about it. It's not like I'm playing Ouija board live on Twitch every Friday night and then, you know, like summoning demons. Right. No, fuck that noise. I don't want them. So what do you think is the scariest thing that came out of Gary, Indiana? Is it the demon house or is it Michael Jackson? <laughs> Definitely Mike Jackson. Uh, Good answer. I, I think he's probably harmed more people than the demon house. How's that? Uh, yeah, I. Good answer. <laughs> but if anybody ever uh, did want to drive by, because if you're in the area or you're driving through, because Gary is on the way to pretty much everything. It's right in the middle of the country. That's All true. I would say is, if you're going to drive through that area, drive quickly and make sure you have a full tank of gas. Watch out for potholes because there's a million of them. And make sure it's in the broad daylight and you're looking at everybody and everything around you. That's all I'm saying. So what you're saying is don't drive by there. There's no reason to drive by there. You're going to see an empty lot or that they might have built a tiny house on top of that empty lot. There's no reason. Don't go over there. It's a demon house for fuck's yeah, sake. Yeah, and there's nothing There's nothing built on top of it. I believe he still owns the property. Yeah. I might be wrong. No, it said, I mean, as far as 2019, I, he still owned the lot after he had it tore down. But it only cost him 50 grand or 35 grand or something to buy the house house anyway so it was nothing it was a drop in the bucket for zach baggins so if he never does anything right. with it who cares he's probably paying a hundred dollars a year in in you know taxes on that lot so yeah right 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 yeah and i again i wouldn't i don't imagine anything will be built there and if it did nobody can afford to buy there's nobody would live there it's terrible to be it's sad to say but it's yeah. just nobody would live there it's all boarded up houses and burned out houses and i mean that's like pretty bad like what keith was just saying it's like detroit yeah it's right i mean you know i grew up in michigan it's mm -hmm. it is exactly like detroit got for the longest time so now how would i go about you know reaching out to the father is there something that could uh is he on like facebook he's got an email is did the church have a website that i could go to do you think you, know, you don't I'm have to answer sure it online could, i'm sure i I'm sure I could send you contact information, um, and honestly, I wouldn't even care if you dropped our name, although I don't think he would know me, because I've only gone to the church for the different events, but uh, I mean, I you could say talk to a family of someone at the church, and I mean, he's very, I think he'd be open to it, I really do. Um, yeah, and I would be very, I'd so be very I'll, I'll respectful of the story. I'll send you his information offline. That'd be fantastic. Please do. Yeah, because right, right, like right. you said, I'd be very respectful of the story, and I would love to, you know, I would just love to talk to him about his experience and how it's affected him since then. Because, I mean, that's the, that's the only interesting part that I, you know, how it affects someone to, to go into that kind of a situation. And I guess it's his job, but it's not really his job, and he's dealing with stuff 
since to that to this day. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, it, it absolutely it is. Um, it's it's again another thing where like you don't even want to mess with this if if you don't have to if you're him, and and he did because he was trying to help the 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 situation. Yeah, I mean he's so, he's got the all only good intentions, and and look what happens. So. That's what, like you said at the very right. beginning, this is why I don't like that kind of stuff. You know, I don't, I don't mess around with that kind of stuff. Um, that's the stuff that's, that spooks me. Right. Yeah. Right. I agree. I agree. That and little kid ghosts, not, well, not yeah. super interested in getting near either of those things. So, but again, the reason this one I feel safe about is because I kind of trust his involvement with it. If it was a bunch of kids who went there trying to conjure up a spirit that would not interest oh sure oh no yeah definitely i'm the same way and and like i said he seemed reputable like i said i couldn't debunk anything so it's very good but please yeah send me his his, um his info so were you listening when um alicia was on the on the the line earlier i i caught the end of her conversation okay she's talking about the imaginary friend and her daughter remembered it and i remembered her call from last time where she told the original story so yeah. everybody listening, I want to see if you guys can hear stuff in the background while she was talking. I actually turned my speaker towards me so I could hear when she was talking. There was stuff in the background. Now, it could have been a TV. It could have been kids. I don't know. I should have said stump- something to her when I, when she was talking, but I didn't want to spook her out. Um, so now that she's not on the phone, I can spook her out. But uh, listening back, I wanted to make a note, and I almost forgot to say it. Listening back, listen to her call and see if you guys can hear anything in the background because there might be something back there. And sorry, Alicia. But anyhow, thank you, Alexander. This was so cool. I'm so glad that you called. This made it totally worth it. I'm glad I didn't end early. This is fantastic. <laughs> oh, and by the way, I heard the stuff in the background, too, while she was on the phone. Did I was you like, really? Is that supposed to be there? Is that a person? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I thought maybe it was like a parrot. or Right. But there was definitely something in the background. That's why I played That's why I played the parrot video when I couldn't get the regular video I wanted to play. It, it reminded oh, me so of funny. that. Um. All right, so now I definitely want to know, uh, Alicia, I'm sure you're still in the chat. Um, you got a parrot or a ghost parrot or what the hell was going on in the background um, while you were chatting with me? Um, so we'll, we'll get an answer about that in a second. I'm so glad that you heard it too, though, because I thought it was just me. And I, like I said, I turned yeah. my little speaker towards me and I kept like leaning over. So if you're watching the video feed and you see me leaning, I wasn't lilting or anything. I'm not even drinking tonight. I wanted to see, or I wanted to get closer to the speaker and find out what the hell I was hearing. Well, I'm glad you said that because when you played that video, I'm like, oh, maybe he was had that video waiting to play. And that's why, because I was kind of like the parrot in the video. That is very interesting. That's very funny. Interesting. I like that. I like that a lot. Well, hey, again, thank you so much. Please give me that info. And that, wow, that was not where I expected this this call to go at all. I did not expect you to, to bring it back to to you and Veronica having a direct connection to the demon house. Never would have thought that. Yeah, I know, isn't it? It's the weirdest thing. And it was and when we were watching it again, my sister my other sister Jenny kept saying, that's, Oh my gosh, that's where I got married. Oh my gosh, that's where we baptized. So like it's it's really it's it's very strange to see it and especially in that context. Oh hell very yeah. Weird. Oh god yeah, that's crazy. Well, sweet, thank you so much now, for Now Veronica, me. if you're Oh, sorry, go ahead. If Veronica, if you're still on and you're listening, you need to call in with those two creepy kid ghost stories. Sorry, Kurt. No, but please. You should have no, demons and kid ghost stories the same night. I don't want to tell the stories, though. They're Veronica's. But uh, anyway. I thought she said she couldn't call. We were going to get together tonight. Oh, she said she couldn't call? I thought she said that, yeah. 
Okay, I'm going to tell you they're very fast. Is that okay? They're well, very wait. Fast. Let's see if she if she says like, yeah, go for it. I say, yeah. Are you kidding? You're not. You can take as long as you want. This is my show. No one's kicking us off. You you be you. This is cool. <laughs> um, but uh, we'll give her a second to see if she wants to call in. If not, I'm going to just throw it to you, and I will I will give her like a plug for you know convincing you to call or asking you to call or whatever. But um, uh, you don't have an well, Etsy, right? Just her. She didn't want to call with. She was saying, of course, she didn't want to call with these stories because they were short. And I'm like, that's okay. Call anyway. Yeah. No, um, and I just call feel me. like you should get your demon story and your creepy kid ghost stories in the same day. Oh, okay. She said, I don't know. Everyone in the house is asleep. I'm very loud. No, I won't call in. She can tell them. So let's continue on. All right, Veronica. I probably won't tell them as good as her. So uh, my our other one of our other sisters, Jenny, she's got a two-year-old named Jude. And... Uh, this, again, this is very short. So Jude was, he's very talkative, uh, friendly. He knows everybody's name. That's a big deal with him. So she had him outside the car. Uh, he, he has this little toy car he rides around in. And, uh, Jenny was like, okay, Jude, bye. As Jude was driving away and he said, bye mom. And then he looked at a spot behind her and he said, bye, David. And what? my sister looked around and there was no one there. Who the hell's David? So that was. That's, we don't know any David anywhere, nowhere. But he said it clear as day. He said it looking right at a certain <laughs> spot, and he just kept going. Has he ever talked to David was, prior to this? No, but he said it like it. And I think my sister asked him who was David, and he didn't really respond. But he's like he's only two, so he's not like a question answer necessarily kind of age. But that was it. Really? I love that. And then that. one other, and then, and I don't think I forgot anything, but Veronica, if I say anything wrong or if I forget anything, pop in. But this next story. Hold on. Veronica, wait a second. Wait, wait, four, wait, wait. Hold on. Veronica is saying that you have a brother that's passed named David? Is that true, Alexander? I totally forgot about that. I totally forgot about that. Yes. My mom had uh, twins. They were born premature and they both died one was sarah and one was david Holy i forgot crap. about that is there any way that no there'd be no way that how old two years is that what you said he is two years old he's never heard of these twins. that's what i'm saying now so his little brother old. just his little brother just died um in december he was also born premature his name was andre um and he lived I don't, I think 10 days. I can't remember how long he lived, but um, I wouldn't, I mean, that was, that's like sort of a connection. And we've kind of talked about, well, in heaven, you know, when he went to heaven, maybe he met, we didn't say this to Jude. Sure. I mean, he's too young to really understand that. All he knows is his mom was pregnant and the baby's in heaven. I mean, but it, it isn't like, he's two. He doesn't understand all of that. I'm sure they've never introduced him to David. I totally forgot that was his name. Wow. Oh, my goodness. That's yeah, that's weird. Wow. Okay, so that's one, which is absolutely incredible. Hold on a second. Stitch is snorting on something here. You good, your pal? All right, you're good. Okay, sorry. Um, so, all right, so that's that's kid story number one. You've got another story for us? Yes. So my, my sister Veronica, she has four kids. Her third kid is named Leela. 
Um, and Veronica's always had weird stuff happen in her basement, especially when her kids are involved. That's where her son Dominic saw Mr. Nobody. Oh, and that's right. Yeah. That's where her her daughter Ava, her oldest daughter, is just kind of had something weird happen, and she won't talk about it, and she got real weird about it. But her third daughter, Leela, who is really not afraid of anything, um, and I honestly, I, I hope this makes sense when I say it and it's not creepy, but Leela is very perceptive. And if any of Veronica's kids, in my opinion, if any of them was one that would be communicating with anything paranormal and, and wouldn't think twice about it, it would 100% be Leela. Um, Leela's an old soul. There's a lot of weird things about Leela where she's just like our grandma who she's named after, but it's just really weird. She's really? just always been an old soul. She's only four years old. Is she even four? Maybe she's three. But she's, uh, she's just, that's just her. So she um, had a, her bearded dragon <laughs> pet. She was in the basement Veronica with the bearded says, dragon. Veronica says, you can say Leela's creepy. It's okay. Aw. <laughs> I don't think Leela's creepy. She's just, like, she'll say very strange things. She has the taste of, like, an old woman. It's hard to explain. And she's four. Um, she's she also, four, apparently. She's four. Okay, that's what I thought. So, um, Ave, or Leela was in the basement watching TV, and she took the bearded dragon down there, and Veronica said, because the bearded dragon's gotten lost in the house before, so she said, okay, just make sure you don't, you know, you, you keep your eye on him, you're holding him the whole time, you can't leave him alone. So Leela ran upstairs to use the bathroom, and Veronica saw her, and she said, hey, where's the bearded dragon? Or, I don't know the name. I'm sorry. There was a nicer way to say that. But anyway, <laughs> I'll say, where's Beardy? And Leela said, oh, it's okay. My friend's holding him. And then she just went to the bathroom, went downstairs, and got him back, and he was in one place. Now, the thing about that is if a friend of hers was holding it, it would make sense if there was a friend and it wasn't just an empty haunted basement. Yeah. But that drag, that bearded dragon runs off all the time. So if Leela had left him by himself, there's no way he would have went under a couch down there and he would be missing for weeks or months. Like he always is when they leave him out of his cage or leave him alone. Holy but crap. he was fine. Who the hell was and holding Beardy? Think, well, probably Mr. Nobody. Uh, Sorry, Veronica. Cause I know you're in that house right now, <laughs> but that's the, that's the only thing I could think of. I mean, it's very strange, very strange. Um, so yeah. there's your two creepy ghost stories of children for the night. I mean, at least, they are, well, one of them might have been a cute ghost. Yeah. Creepy kids. I love it. Um, holy crap. This was a jam-packed <laughs> call. And for everybody that's watching, as you can see at the bottom of the screen, it says, check out studioq.etsy.com. And that's... Um, Studio cue.etsy.com, I believe, or Etsy. Yeah, Studio CUE. Yeah. So that is Veronica's um, Etsy page. And she, again, I've got, I've got stuff from her, and there, she's very cool. So since, since the family's calling, I figured I'd give her a free plug during the show because that's just too cool. Oh, awesome. Great. Well, thank you again so much. This was awesome. This was way cool. I got so much out of this. I love it. Yeah, I'm really excited that I called in and that we got to chat and that yeah. you're open to the idea that maybe something Zach Baggins does aren't completely lies. <laughs> hey, you know, everybody, you know, everybody does something right sometimes, so he must have got it right that one time because <laughs> holy crap. 
That's right. Ah, thank you. Oh, all right. Well, you guys, you have a good night. And everybody out there, all the paramaniacs out there, you guys have a good night, too. It's great to chat. So good to talk to you. This is, I love it. This is the kind of stuff, this is why I like to do this show. Um, you know, Veronica was like, ah, they're just two quick stories. And I don't want to call it. There's no big deal kind of a thing. Nope. Those were cool. Those were crazy cool stories. Like, I, that's just bizarre. And it's always a basement, you know? That's just the weird stuff. Um, I'm upstairs. It's fine. Yep. There you go, Veronica. Uh, no, honestly, that is, uh, I love, I love when Alexandra and or Veronica call because they always have very cool stories and they're just fun to talk to. They're just fun to chat with. But, uh, I, you know what? I gotta say, I think this is it. I think I'm going to go out on a high note. Um, a broken clock is still right twice a day. That's right. That is a hundred percent right. Um, yeah, like I think I think I'm going out with a high note. I think that was a great way to end the show. I'm very excited to get that information and um, the contact information for Father Mangiotti, and um, I will definitely talk to him. I would think it'd be a great live show. Have you guys asking some questions on the chat while I while I talk? I think it would be while I interview him would be fantastic. Veronica says, "I promise I'll call in next time I have a story about my mom's pipe organ." Hell yeah, I want to hear that. Um, so there you go. We got a definite definite call. For the next show. Uh, and then when I asked uh, about what's what works better, Thursdays or Saturdays, it didn't seem like there was a lot of, you know, well, we can't do Thursdays. I can only do Saturdays. Nothing like that. So, oh, Josh. Josh said he was going to call in. Before I go, let me see if Josh still wants to call in. If not, we'll, we'll wait till the next call. So, Josh, do you want to call in still or do you want to wait for the next uh, the next show? It's up to you. I'll go either way. I'm I'm very happy to chat with you as always, or we can wait for the next show. So I'll I'll um I'll I'll banter for a little bit here, um while while I wait to hear from from Josh. Uh, but Thursdays, okay, cool. So I think I'm gonna do um, next week. I think I want to do a Thursday and a Saturday show. If you guys think that's something you'd be interested in, I think I want to do a Thursday and a Saturday show. Um, just trying to mix it up, see what see if we get different callers and different. Not that we need different callers. I like it. Uh, Josh says, we'll wait till next time. All right, cool. Now we'll wait for the next time. It's totally cool. Now we've got two calls for the next one. And, and from people that I love chatting with Veronica and, um, and Josh as well. So there we go. Uh, so yeah, so next, uh, next week I'm planning on doing two shows Thursday and Saturday. So you guys can figure out when you want to call, um, Saturday show. There you go. Rigo. I like it. I didn't know Rigo was on here. I don't think. Hey, howdy. Hi. Uh, but yeah, so there we go. I think I'm going to do two shows next week. I want to start doing a one show a week, no matter what. Uh, I want to. I'm saying it out loud to kind of force my hand and do it, um, because some weeks I'm just like, oh, I'm too tired. I can't do it. But I think I want to do it. I, I think I, I definitely want to do two next week. Uh, like I said, I got the show that I'm recording right after the day job tomorrow, so that'll be cool. Uh, the episode once again is about haunted universities from around the world. Um, next week's better. Perfect. I like that. I'm listening to your podcast from the beginning. Oh. Baby Kurt doing the podcast, the uh, the 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 old ones, the that's the good ones, I guess. I don't know. Some people say that my show went down the hill, down the hill after the first year. So, whatever, it's not for everybody. But uh, hey, you know what? I'm still enjoying doing them. You guys are still here. I love that. So we can um, we can chat next week on Thursday and Saturday. I'll get the new episode out. Tomorrow, I'll record it, so it should be out by Saturday. I want to get this one out right now, though. That My plan is to immediately get this one thrown up out, out there because I really like this episode. I had a lot of fun 
once again, thank you all so much for tuning in. I always, always love chatting with you guys and seeing y'all on here. So Daniel and uh, Alicia and Josh and all of them, uh, Todd and Jamie and Rigo and everybody that's here. Thank you guys so, so much for tuning in. You got to check out these live shows on the, on the air so you can be part of the chat. It's a lot of fun. It's a great group. But once again, I'm your host, Kurt Sandvig, and this has been another live bonus quarantine edition of Paranormal Almanac. See you guys. Have a good one. Okay, Kurt, um, we're back. I hope you guys stayed past that, you know, once again, I'm your host, Kurt Sandvig Crap. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually plug in a couple of spots from Alicia's call where I noticed some weird stuff in the background, and I'm going to bump it up, and let's see what we can hear. Because like I said, there was something going on in the end of her call, or in, you know, in the background of her call. So let's do that now. So that's interesting. I like this. And... I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, wait, so they both... To be honest, I don't know. I don't know if it's because... And let's play all of those one more time. And... I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, wait, so they both... To be honest, I don't know. I don't know if it's because... So to be clear, I'm not saying those are definitely EVPs. I just thought it was something weird going on in the background. She didn't say anything when I asked, uh, when I was talking to Alexandra and, and uh, Alicia was still in the chat. She didn't say anything about like, oh yeah, I had the TV on in the background or there was a parrot or some wild cat or I don't know what that bun ump. That one is weird. Um, but I mean, I don't even know what animal could possibly make that. But, so I'm not saying these are definitely 100% EVPs. I just thought there was a lot of weird stuff going on in the background that I thought only I could hear. Then it turns out that Alexandra heard them and Todd and Jamie heard them as well. So I wanted to add them on here just for like a little fun thing, but definitely go back and listen to the Alexandra, the full Alexandra, I'm sorry, the full uh, Alicia part of this episode in the background. There does seem to be some stuff going on in the background that seems kind of weird. So... Again, not saying it was paranormal. I'm just saying, the hell was that? All righty. Now, once again, I'm your host, Kurt Sampik, and this has been another live edition of Paranormal Almanac. Blah, blah, blah. You know all that jazz. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it, guys. Yeah, <laughs> this